can't remember. Which, which card are we going off? Topology or Wikipedia? Um, are they different? Yeah. Of course they are. Who, why? Who's dropped out? No, no one's dropped out. They're just a different order, I think. Yeah, that makes less sense. Yeah, I'm good to go. We're, yeah. Right. Are you sure? Yeah. No pressure or anything. But Definitely. No okay. pressure, but it's been going all right so far. So, well, one variable has changed. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we've got we've got the mics on different stands because yeah, now two the, variables have changed. Well, yeah, and we've got a different cable because well, that's that's my my cable for the breakdown show. You know what I mean? Oh wow! Well, like we need to privilege. we need to get we need to get this this equipment thing sorted out it changes every week it makes me uncomfortable no we've moved the mic stands and the other stuff through to the ride along which, which went is, pretty good didn't it which is on the other side of this wall here yes did you enjoy yeah. it I, I did enjoy yeah. it I was a little bit tired because we spent a long day setting up and testing and trying to get over all the technical difficulties it's just not the time to watch your fights five it's not no it's no I'd much horrific. rather than be before midnight but you know it was fun it, it is what it, it is fun, well the next time we're going to be more prepared for it yeah. because um, I'm going to nap during the day so I'm not quite <laughs> as tired and I won't be monitoring my phone during either because well, I was you got caught out didn't you got caught they don't out, miss anything they don't, they nothing, don't miss anything nothing. do they and then and then, <laughs> then Raptors decided to throw me under the bus and post the clips of both of them where where you were oh. checking your phone oh oh oh, oh fuck <laughs> damn it oh. no, it was it was, a, it was a good night of fights I, I, I mean I watch them a few times more but um yeah, I definitely need to. Uh, I definitely need, needed a nap. I should have had a yeah. nap before. Roughing it. It was good, though, man. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. And we'll do the next one. Uh, two sixty-two, right? Yeah. Oliveira Chandler. Yeah. Leon da- Diaz. Yeah. Be all about that. You fancy Masvidal f- uh, facing Nick Diaz? I saw he offered him offered him a fight. Yeah. Kind of like Diaz has been out for too long for uh, for him to jump straight back in with a Masvidal. Yeah, Always, maybe. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know. You never know. It's just it's a showpiece event, isn't it? You well, it is. Top a card and sell a load of pay per views. Be, be fun to watch. <laughs> That'd be a good one. This yeah, maybe. Diaz. Maybe. Um, where do you want to start? Well, let's. We, we can have a quick conversation about the three title fights, can't we? Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything else you wanted to discuss? Uh, on the rest just of the just card? the sponsors. So we are in the last few days of our Manscaped offer if you quickly want to jump on that 20% off and free shipping at the checkout with full reptile as your code and then as always we're sponsored by xbrain they've been supporting us at the pro team up at hardy wallhead and obviously you know we're good we're good friends with xbrain if you want to drop in full reptile at the checkout there you'll also get 10% off and there are two sponsors for today. There we go. Happy days. that sponsorship read. Almost professional. Almost, almost. Not quite. We're not really <laughs> too professional, do we? Yeah, what a card, man. It was, it was exciting, wasn't it? Like, I don't think anyone could have picked half of the shit that went down. No chance. No chance. On, uh, on Sunday morning. It was, uh, yeah, it was crazy, man. I, yeah. Like, I think we're all reeling a little bit from uh, Chris Weidman. Um, Chris seems all right though. Yeah, yeah. He's on I mean, Instagram. He's yeah. showing us what he's having for breakfast and how much he's pissed, and you know yeah. th- that he's level with hydration. Did you notice that he's like no, holding up part. his bottle of piss? And, <laughs> well, at least I assume it was excited piss. Didn't have the sound. Probably of excited. It. He can't look piss. like it. <laughs> unless, I mean, we, we even, he keeps apple juice in the catheter. I don't know. I'm yeah, sure. I mean, we even talked about it at pro training on um, on Monday about just a slight angle change before throwing that. Um, low calf kick you know just mm. taking them off the centre and, and the sort of stepping around and throwing that kick just to prevent you know whether you can prevent that completely from happening at that the velo- velocity of that leg coming through you know that's got that's got to be that's got to be something it's got to be something other than just oh it just sometimes breaks 
I don't know yeah, as I buy maybe. it. I don't know as I buy it. Like the amount of times people throw kicks after kicks and yeah, they're blocked no, and no checked. Problem. I mean, he could have inherent microfractures in there from training and, you know, not enough to cause many trouble. <sighs> Who knows? I mean, it happens so rarely for yeah. the amount of low kicks that are thrown. Like you've yeah. got to think the bones at least weaken somehow. Especially even think like even thinking about back to Anderson Silva, like that is a heavily conditioned leg that he's kicking with. Yeah, he's been kicking for years and years and yeah. years, but it's still, you know, it still did what it did. Mm. It's just it's one of the worst. When they yeah. step back and it's gone, they step that's, back. That's the thing. You know, the Oof. first one I saw was it was a K one match. I, I tell you what, I'll try and fi- I'll try and get it and post it on the on the full reptile channel. Yeah, but it was same thing happened. The guy threw a low kick and it went that like it, like like a wet, wet sock. Yeah, like you're trying to get a wet sock <laughs> yeah, off your yeah. foot and like shaking it. Yeah, and it it swung and then went back and he stood on it and it folded underneath. That's, that's the worst bit, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, oh, by far, you know? by far. Yeah, but it shows you how oh. how, how flexible the skin and the muscles are Jamie was saying one of the first things he did for full reptile was which, which fight was it, it was, oh Aspen Bukachu Sharia, um Sharia Aspinall no Bukachu Sofian Bukachu oh, yeah was it? But, Sofian but Jamie Bukachu. was filming in slow-mo yeah you time. were right there weren't you <laughs> oh man <laughs> Yeah, it happened to Corey Hill who I mean that wasn't surprising given the fact that he was 6 foot 4 at lightweight um, but that was pretty grim. Um, I remember it happened. I mean, this is literally, I can remember all of the times I've seen it. That's how a few times it yeah. happened. So there's the K1 match. Brain. There was the there was a UK MMA fight. And why am I forgetting the kid's name? But like, guy, same thing. Guy came out and it's always the person throwing the kick as well. Mm. It's never it's never the person that blocks. No, no, hard. never, no. You know? But no. it's like... So do you, th- you think it's one of Jimmy's principles is to change that change that angle before you throw that leg kick? Do you think that would... I mean, obviously you're targeting a bit more meat then because as they're, as they're changing the angle of their shin, you're changing your angle so you're pretty much hitting calf again rather than shin bone. You don't think at all. It's a wor- maybe a worthwhile consideration, but if it's going to happen, it's going to happen. I, I, think, I think if I was working calf kick defence... Like we've talked about this, like attacking the kick is the yeah, solution. Coming at it, like you you yeah. attack the kick. You've got to you have to check their shin at a point when it doesn't when when yeah. like right mid shin when it, when they're almost not expecting contact. Yeah. Like the thing is, the reality is, like if you if you hit with that part there, that's not going to break. Mm. That's such a dense, compact area where the two bones in the leg come together. I mean, you know better than me. Yeah. But this part of the leg, like literally, I could kick. I can kick whatever anything, with that. Yeah. That's why when you see old Hans Mollenkamp breaking baseball bats and stuff, he's always going through with that part of the shin because yeah. it's the hardest. Solid. The further down the leg you kick, the more momentum you get into it, and the more more vulnerable it is. I think. Absolutely. Yeah. But if, if I was going, if <laughs> I was working lo- like calf kick defense, I would be working to check like mid calf, mid mid shin as it's coming into my leg. Mm. Now, are we talking about throwing it? About taking a step to the outside before I don't know, throwing the solution. leg. I think no. you, I think it's the same with all those kicks. You've yeah. just got to set it up. Yeah, you just got to set it yeah. up. Like at, at any point when you can throw a shot and the opponent's going to block it, there's always an inherent risk to you anyway. Yeah, you know. But it was like it was like it was like taekwondo. One of the things I, I always remember doing in taekwondo was kicking people's elbows. <laughs> yeah, you know. And it yeah. just seems to be one of those unavoidable things, especially if you were doing taekwondo and you're not not throwing muay thai kicks and coming across the midsection. You're kicking up fast and. Yeah, it's just one of those just things. An inherent risk. Yeah. yeah, it's just occupational hazard. I mean, the good thing for Chris is he will have 
potentially some of the best rehab resources in the world right now. Yeah. They'll just so, put a brand new leg on. Yeah, They've probably much. already got screw it out. Yeah. Screw a new one back. They grow in. them at the PI now. Yeah, probably. He's requested a probably. Francis Ngannou leg. <laughs> Yeah, as we run in circles. You know, I, I wish him well. That's not, that's not. It's just not a nice place, is it? Not it's not. Nice place. It's not a nice place. Mm-hmm. It's not at all. Um, Rose was, I just unbelievable. I did not expect it. I mean, not the, at all. Well, we talked about the the Joanna fight, the first one, and and about the fact that it's not. She's not coming from the strength end of the power spectrum, yeah. and, I, and she, I still don't think she is. No, no, but that was precision. Precision like was pre- and, like, and and uh, wizardry. Like she clearly sold. Yeah, this is going to be a leg kick. Inside low Whaley kick. even sort of like gave it that, and it just came up and you yeah. know. Really nice how, how she was able to come inside the hand as well. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like like actually, like your target area is t- tiny to get into that space. Yeah. It's not not a lot. You can't be off by a couple of degrees. You can't be off, can you? You're just it's like operation, isn't it? It's like yeah, operation. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, I yeah. wonder. Like I we, we constantly talk about this anyway, but I wonder if you landed that kick on a pressure board and got a, a, a power at reading output reading. I bet it wasn't that hard. No, but it wasn't that hard at all. It wouldn't be I like oh, so. look at that wow powerful kick. It was just just precision timing and yeah and placement wasn't perfect it? time and placement. Good and, on that. And at a point where at a point where. Um, Whaley was probably not thinking that she was going no, to get it with anything of power yeah. at all. Just she thinks she's got out of the way of that yeah. low. But, you know, like, it's, it's like kick. the like Stipe against DC. I mean, obviously DC is going to punch heavy for a heavyweight anyway. But that punch that he knocked Stipe out with was only a short range punch. Yeah. It was yeah. and it was more, I feel like it was more because Stipe was underestimating the, the danger mm. there. He, he, like he was, he would have seen that punch coming and been like, okay, okay, this, this is fine. It's like the rate, it's the rate at which you can shift the head. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was, it's a short, it was a short right hand, right? Mm-hmm. And there was no, there was no real purchase on it. It was a real short right hand. Hang on, who are we talking about? Yeah. Uh, did the DC punch. Oh yeah. But yeah, it was a, it was a short hook. Yeah. He, he, he went from a overhook and he looped into an underhook Just, as he stepped yeah. through. And then he, it was, it was the shift to his body weight that, that generated that power. Um, but like Shane Carwin Gonzaga, mm. do you remember that? And another one I was thinking of the other day was uh, that I, as I was watching it through was um, Ongla from one championship against right. Brandon Vera. Yeah, like he caught him with a really short range punch, like a like a left hook. Well, it was, it was a long left hook, but it didn't move Brandon Vera's chin very far. But the interesting thing was he was already here, so he'd already half turned his head anyway. Out of range, it was just yeah, you know what I mean, just that little. Yeah. I mean, the thing for Rose is she's going to have to fight her again on a pretty short exactly. turnaround. You know, that, yeah. that's the nature of being the champion. You, you don't get long to sit on your laurels and enjoy your no. time as the champion. I'm guessing she'll be back in there within four, five, four you months. You've got to think so. But, but like then psychologically, you kind of, you've kind of got to feel like she's turned a corner now. Like she's always she's yeah. always struggled, hasn't she, with with the, the, the event as a whole. Yeah. Um, I mean, she couldn't have owned it anymore, no. could she? Well, she like in in the corner, she was. I'm the best. Yeah, I'm the best. And then she was. And then yeah, she Happy proved days. it. I mean, obviously, yeah. it's not going to be nearly as easy to catch Whaley the next time around because she's going to be far more prepared. But I mean, we discussed it. Like she did the same thing to Joanna. She came back second time around and beat her comprehensively. Yeah, that's what she'll what she what she'll have to do this next time around. Whether she can do it or not, is the the interesting question. But she's cool, man. I like. I like Rose. I like yeah. watching a fight. I seem to like. I, I quite like. You can see she's battling with a few things, which mm-hmm. is you know we're all we all battle with stuff, and she has to do it in the public eye. She battles with it. She seems to have got to a place where she's overcome some stuff. Yeah, and she's executed a performance there that is you know will go down in 
go down at least in this year's history for sure. People Definitely. will be talking about it all year. Yeah, definitely. Amazing. Um, Shevchenko. Oh, I mean... <laughs> I mean, we expected her to win, what, didn't we? Like, what do you do? I what do you do with decision? What do you do know. with her? Yeah, I don't know. She's incredible, really, isn't she? Yeah. She's she was so dominant, and uh, and dominant in the area that we maybe thought there was more parity. You know, she if she was dominant striking, would have been like, yeah, of course. But she was like, oh, fine, I'll be dominant where you think she's good. Yeah, everywhere. <laughs> you know, I don't honestly, I don't know what you do with her. I don't know what you do with her. She's, she's just in a bit of an awkward situation. She's in a bit of a GSP situation. Clean you know, I mean, she's got Lauren Murphy. She's got uh, um, Calvio has got potential. She's. I mean, she's not fought. Calderwood's fighting Lauren Murphy soon. Is that right? Young Jamie, you're here now. We've got a, we've got a yeah. Wikipedia now. <laughs> Could drop um, you in it. I, I, I've got a fit. I'm sure, I'm sure Calderwood's fighting... Yeah, maybe. I can't remember seeing that. Or one. is it Cynthia Calvio? It's one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of them. Um, she's just stuck, isn't she, really? Murphy. Murphy, there we go. There we go. So, like, the thing is, if Lauren Murphy wins that, then she's definitely next in line for a title shot because Valentina's already beat Chikagi and Jennifer Meyer. Um, mm. And, I mean, she, like, her her post-fight speech after her last week, after her last win was... I mean, it was emphatic. And she yeah. actually said backstage, she was like, I'd practice that as much as I practiced the, the actual game plan. Right. Like she was so certain she was going to win. And this from the win, she was so certain what she wanted. I, I don't, don't know as it's a sellable fight. That's the thing. And that's mm. the problem with this division is when you, like you look at the war room numbers yeah, and Shevchenko was half of uh, of Rose and Zhang Wei Li, and like she couldn't be more a dominant champ. No, she, which know. kind of works against you sometimes, yeah. making it look too easy. DJ Demetrius Johnson, similar yeah. situation. No, you're right. Yeah, and I also predicted a decision win for Usman in the main event, and that was a beautiful devastating. Punch. Yeah, devastating. Someone put the clip together. They put the knockout from against Usman and the the, the punch that dropped Masvidal against Rodrigo Dam. Uh, oh, right. really, I did really see that. Yeah, fight. I did see, see that. It? Very similar, right? I remember watching that fight as well and thinking to myself, God, that was a that was a good clean punch. Yeah. But he re- he didn't lose. He recovered from that fight. I think he lost a decision. It was. Oh a, no, no. I, th- I think that's his one of the stoppage. I think that's. A, let me just check it. It was a pretty special performance by. It was amazing, Kamara. It, mm. it it really was. He's just solidified himself as completely dominant at that way, isn't he? It's yeah. just completely dominant. I can't. I can't see Colby bothering him. Can you? I don't. I'm just. I, I'm not really interested in seeing that fight. No, I'm not I just really. Don't think... as, soon, as soon as that chat was happening, oh yeah, sorry, I was just a bit like, right. yeah. But I enjoyed it. He's he's, an, he's just an incredible, uh, you know. And I think a while ago maybe we criticised him about being more athlete than anything. Mm. But maybe he's just tapped into that, you know, that fighter a little bit, and mm. that's a <laughs> deadly combination, isn't it? I think, you know, I was listening to the. Um, the GSP podcast with Lex Friedman, I've not finished it yet, but I'd started it. And he was something really interesting that GSP said. Uh, he was talking about the fact that he corners other fighters now and how he recognizes that they're different to him. He, yeah. said, he says, you know, a lot of guys, they like getting in there and fighting. He said, and I never did. Like, yeah. I wasn't, you know, I wasn't getting in there because I love to have a fight. Like, I actually don't like it. The discomfort, the anxiety and all that, the worry, the concern about it not yeah, going right. He was right. very open about that, wasn't yeah. he, for years, yeah. But then, yeah, I, then you look at Usman and he's not going in there to fight. He's going in there to win. Mm. And I, and the, the more I watch, the more it becomes obvious that there's a real strength to that. It's it's almost it's almost like 
it's having almost like a, a bit of a sociopathic approach to it. Like you don't get, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You don't get involved in the yeah, let's. Yeah. Or there's there's no battle of ego there aside from one. Feel like to there's win. a touch this time. Like he had a he had an egoic point to prove with maybe. With, I felt um, like he did in I felt like he did in the Colby fight more than this one, and, well, I, and yeah, I don't maybe. think he like he hit Colby with good shots, but I don't. It didn't look like he was. Like there was no real venom in it, in my opinion. It was yeah. it was tactical. Like you you can see in someone's you can see in someone's intention when they're throwing a shot what mm. they mean by it, and that punch that punch by Usman over over Masvidal was it was just it was aimed and it was perfect. It was perfect. There was no emotion that made it kind of ragged or yeah. overloaded on his front leg. You know, he stepped himself right into range. Yeah. I mean, that's punch clean you know, through. That's martial arts, right? Mm. That's what we want. Yeah. The the ego is is uh, evaporated away, and the and the correct technique at the correct time with mm. the correct timing is is nirvana. That's yeah. what we're what we're aiming for. Yeah, right? yeah. It's to, it's to take the almost to take the fighter out of it mm. to some we're, degree. See, we're, V and I had a conversation about this the other day, and you know, there's there's so many scenes in uh, in Enter the Dragon, so many so many scripted pieces that were written by Bruce Lee, and like I watched it all the way through school and it all sunk in and I've got it all in my brain, like carved into the inside of my skull. But I can still reflect on bits now and learn from it. Mm. And things that he said, like there's a scene where he's he's training Lao and uh, like was one of his one of the students at the at the temple. It's what he sat down and he's having tea with Mr. Braithwaite and he's like, hang on a minute, it's, it's Lao's time. And he just goes through the finger pointing to the moon scene. Yeah. And yeah. you know, and, and he and he says the first thing he says, he says, kick me. And Lau kicks him and he goes, you know, try harder this time with meaning. And then he tries again. He's like, you know, uh, he's basically saying, you know, do it with, with intention, but not with aggression. Hmm. And that was, yeah. that was the lesson in that scene. It's like, you can, you can intend to land with accuracy and with power, but if you do it with aggression, then there's a, I'm going to see it coming. Yeah. Cause he, like he missed him. He moved out of the way. Yeah, right. What was that? An exhibition? We need <laughs> emotional content. Like but he it. says emotional content, not anger. Mm. So then you then you debate what he means by emotional content. And then yeah. you like you look at the execution of that punch, and I wouldn't say there was anger in it. I wouldn't say there was anger in his punches against Colby, yeah. but there was emotional content. But we, we like how many times you know when you fight angry, it's exhausting. Yeah. It's just it's completely exhausting, isn't it? But it does work for people. Yeah. It worked for Vandalay. It works yeah, for yeah, it yeah. worked for Robbie Lawler. Yeah. I, I would say to an extent, it works for Amanda Nunes. Like she, she yeah, looks yeah, aggressive. Yeah. You know what I mean? She, like she's exercising she demons angry. when she's fighting. Yeah, that's true. That's true. And that, that's that's an interesting difference in some. Like maybe you could see Rose, for example, that kick. Mm. There was emotional content in that, but there was not anger. No, it was calm, if anything. Mm. Yeah, which is why she was able to place it so cleanly mm. through the guard. You see. Uh, Ali Abdelaziz parading around the BMF belt this morning on social media. I did not, no. Oh, man. He, like, the, his fighters seem to love him. Yeah. But he doesn't often come across like a bellend. Well, I, I mean, the thing is, the impression that I've got is that he goes above and beyond for yeah. everybody that he works with. And that's that's why they you know, that's why they love him. And, you know, that's that's the, the, the role of being a good manager. He manages a lot of fighters. Yeah, he does. And I would imagine he's got a very... A very good working relationship with the UFC, which yeah. is why a lot of fighters sign with him. Mind and you, you I've always never... have like you know, 
sometimes in your friendship group there's a dickhead but he's your dickhead and you're like, yeah I know he's a dickhead to everyone else but he's like our dickhead so yeah. he's alright maybe yeah. he's just like that I mean I know up to this point you think we've not got one in our friendship group but that, that's because it's yeah <laughs> it took this long for you to tell me <laughs> yeah I know, I know what you mean I, I got to a stage a little while ago where I started uh, I started muting a bunch of people that weren't fighters I want yeah. fighters and coaches I want people throwing nunchucks and I want Puppies on my Instagram to level me out. Puppies and Lego. Like, no one should touch that bell. No. Apart from the guy that won the bell. Do you know what no, I mean? That's then, the principle of that bell. But then the belts... I mean, what is it? Well, yeah, but you know thing, what I mean. It? Like, if you're not a bad motherfucker, don't touch the belt. Do you That's know what I mean? True. It's like, just That's leave true. it alone. It's not yours. But then who's, who judges who's a bad motherfucker? Well, yeah. I mean, if, if we're judging bad motherfuckers, like I said on, on the ride along, Usman probably deserves that belt now. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was a... Bad motherfucking knockout. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Quick shout out to Brendan Lockney, who got a finish on PFL. Yeah. And PFL was looking really good. Really good. Super high production value. Mate, fucking. Love uh, the tournament. Yeah. And Brendan, he smashed that dude up bad. Yeah. He was looking real sharp. He's looking really, really sharp. good. Yeah. He, he's found a really good rhythm in his career right now. Mm. You look at the guys he's around, he's got Dominic Cruz around him all the time. And yeah. He's always in the Middle East training on the roof of a hotel yeah, somewhere. Yeah, I saw like, that. Yeah, I was like, oh, he's living life. Yeah, as soon, as, soon as there was inkling of a pandemic in the UK, he was yeah. off to Shoot, Thailand. Dubai. <laughs> Yeah, it was yeah. Thailand. I'm not sticking around for that. Can't leave the house. Uh, anyway, good event all in all, weren't it? It was, yeah, um, it was. fun. I hope everyone enjoyed the uh, the ride along. Yeah. And we will endeavour to clean up clean up the edges, won't we? Absolutely. We, will. Yeah. we were just talking about how we can extend the set, which is uh, an interesting yeah. challenge. Because we create all these things ourselves. So Absolutely. Yeah. The only way. We love a Blue Peter project. Fight night. Okay. We're on the Tapology website, uh, website okay. are we? You, we'll go through that. Go. I'll direct it. Yeah, I'll just uh, fill in the gaps. So the first fight is, uh, mate, have you seen how many cancelled or fizzled bouts there are on this? Two, no. three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Wow. There's almost a full fight card of cancelled bouts and like remade remade fights and stuff. So originally it was Luke Sanders against uh, Damon Jackson. Now he's fighting Felipe Calaris. Yes. First of all, have you seen The Watchmen, the movie? A long, long time ago. Luke Sanders looks like Rorschach. He looks like the character that plays Rorschach. Every time I see him, I think that. I can't think what the guy's name is now. I don't know. But you're irrelevant. I'd have to, you I told you, I'm the wrong member of the collective. I need to have this conversation with Owen. Anything He's, to do knows. that happened Watchmen. more than Oh, yeah, well, look ago. at all these action figures I've got. <laughs> I think we're going to record another one this week, actually. I think we're going to do another one on Friday. Oh, yeah? Yeah, I think so. Anyway, Luke Sanders against Felipe Calaris. Luke Sanders has a left hand on him. He does. But he just cannot string a a run together, can he? He can't not get subbed every other fight. It seems to be the problem. I like watching him. I mean, you know, he's a a short southpaw. Like you said, he's got heavy hands. Hmm. He, He closes range really well but very aggressively and that's sometimes what he pays for but then he struggles to not get too far into range where he gets wrapped up and like Ronnie Yaya like you know what he's going to do to yeah. you you know what he's yeah. going to do to don't you don't make range mistakes don't, get, don't touch him don't make range mistakes keep, keep glove trouble, between yeah. you and him yeah, all the time all the times yeah, yeah. I mean he yeah. had a great win over Henan Barrow didn't he but it wasn't it wasn't Henan Barrow it's post you saw the Barrow yeah, you know we've got to be honest we can what is he on now. a Six fight losing streak or something like he's not he's not who he was. No, absolutely for not. Sure. Five. Yeah. Oh, hang on a minute. But 
One, two, three, four, five, six. So he's lost seven of his last eight. Yeah, it's rough, isn't it? That is rough, isn't it? To think one, at one point he was on top of the world. Yeah. Like, look at that. Going into the Dillashaw fight, his record was 31-1. and one. Wow. That's crazy, isn't it? He lost his first fight back in 2005, his debut, and then he'd won, what, 30 fights since then. 30, what, that's, that's a crazy win streak, isn't it? The gear years. The gear, <laughs> the gear like, years were good. They were good. They were good for They were good for, good for Burrell, they yeah. were. Yeah, they yeah. were good. Well, yeah, shame, but, you know. It was, it was fun while it lasted, though, right? Yeah. You know? He, he was amazing. Yeah, he, was. he was amazing. But then but then he lost to Dillashaw. I mean, that's, you know. Well, I'm in the same yeah. situation. Gears were well, also good we? to him. <laughs> um, no, he had C3PO in his system. <laughs> yeah, something like that. <laughs> it's one of the Star Wars yeah. figures. Apparently, it helps with your conditioning. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, he had he had good wins, but then once he started losing, and once he, you know, once yeah. he started struggling, he started a really struggling. Waterfall effect, wasn't it? Yeah, but like, of all the people he fought, like Aljamain, Ben Kelleher, Andre Ewell, Douglas Andrade, Sanders was the only one to stop him. Everybody mm. else beaten by decision. I mean, he's got Sanders has got power, right? He's got he has some got power. He's got some nice straight punches. He's aggressive, and, he, my, and he looks like Rorschach off. Uh, yeah, I was going to say that. <laughs> Um, I, you know, he's probably got enough for Corrales. Yeah, I think he has so. probably got enough for him. Like he seemed, I watched him. He seems like sort of a solid enough, scrappy kind of fighter. Um, but he gets touched. He gets touched yeah. quite a bit. And I think if he lets that happen, Sanders will, you know, he'll probably put him on the floor. Yeah. I mean, the thing is with Calaris, he was he was cruising at a really nice pace up until he made his UFC debut. Yeah. And then, and he was like, I mean, he was stopping guys. He's got like guillotines and arm triangles and rear naked chokes on his record. Then he made his UFC debut and lost a decision to Defratus, won a split decision, then lost another decision. Like he's had, it's it's almost like the, he's leveled up and now he's realizing where his limitations where is are. That? Yeah. And like, I mean, I like his style. I like the fact that he's constantly attacking. Like mm-hmm. he'll, he'll pull a submission out of his ass left, right, and center. But he risks things too much. Like there was, there was a, uh, it was his last fight against Montel Jackson. He tried to drop Cianagi against the fence, and right. you know it's just, it's going to work one time out of twenty, and that's only if you really it, know how to do it. When it doesn't come off as well, you're just like, oh no. Yeah, just face plant with yeah. the person landing on your yeah. back. Oh great! Now I've got to spend the next four minutes working my way out of this. Yeah, and, and that's kind of what he does: is he gets stuck and he gets drowned a bit. And I, I, I don't know whether Luke Sanders' takedown offense is good enough for him to maintain it standing, but he's certainly got the power to hurt to mm. uh, Calaris. Or he'd probably not been stopped though. He's never been stopped. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a tough dude. He took he took a lot of shots against um um what's his name, uh, Montel Jackson. Mm. Montel Jackson. Yeah. My Reed Sanders will probably stop him, I reckon. Yeah. Might be his first one. Mm. But yeah, he's probably got enough, I, th- I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is this next one's interesting. KB Buller against Andres Michaelides. I, I don't know if KB's won some some sort of raffle or something, or I don't know, there was a pub competition. <laughs> like, yes, I get to do a UFC fight. But he seems a very, yeah... I mean, there's not an awful lot out there, right? I couldn't there's find nothing. much to, to look on. I don't I mean, know. I called that fight against uh, against Tom Breeze, and I, I really, really struggled to find any footage of him. The, the, the footage, bits I the, did. The Tom Breeze fight was did not look great. Not like at he had all. some sort of rudimentary techniques. Like he had a reasonable 
straight punching game and a, and a rear leg kick, but that yeah. was about it. I didn't see much else. I was thinking like, oh, okay, there's something here. Yeah. I mean, I, I think, I mean, Tom Breeze is a is a, a really horrible person to make your UFC debut against anyway. Um, he, d- he did look out of his depth. Yeah. But I don't know whether yeah. he'll have a bit more for Michael Ides because he looked a bit out of his depth against um, Modestus as well. Like, if you remember that fight, that yeah. was the one where he was, like, it was stopped at the end of the round because he was, like, leaned up against the, the door. Oh, he got, and then he fell out the and door. Then he fell yeah. out the door when they <laughs> it. it. was kind of awkward, but, you but he know. Took, he, took some, he took some solid elbows, some elbows to the temple, pretty much. And didn't he didn't he? really protest the stoppage either. No, like, it was he like, was kind oh. of He kind of had oh, it okay. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I, I actually think this one might, might be quite an interesting fight. Like, the bits that I did see of, of Buller is he's got good elbows. He's got good Muay Thai. Right. The thing that stood out to me more than anything and we didn't get to see any of this because he didn't get ready to speak into a mic. But he's a really interesting and funny individual. How is it? Yeah, mate. He could be a stand-up comedian. He's <laughs> oh, really? Easy. He talks about... Maybe his... this is like an extended bit that he's doing for... <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Guys, you know, it's, it's time <laughs> yeah. I was a UFC fighter. Maybe. Maybe he's a maybe he's a he's a method actor. Yeah, he's, exactly. he's studying at the moment. No, he was. Uh, he's like he was talking about like the pressure on him from his from his family to like go into medicine and you know <laughs> like he's he's a very intelligent guy. He's yeah. got I think he's quite I think he's got some kind of qualification in in some kind of medicine doctor or whatever. <laughs> but he just he wanted to do MMA. Um, I don't know whether no whether dad you don't rule my life <laughs> yeah. what can I do to really piss them off but he was sitting there in the fighter meetings like doing impressions of his dad and they were just it was it was funny we were all laughing I mean yeah. he, was, he was a funny guy but it was uh, he just looked out of his depth against Tom Breeze but then I, I think Tom can do that to most people Michaelidis Michaelidis I think Michaelidis 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 yeah Mate, he's got he's got some power. Yeah, like like he got um, probably outmaneuvered a little bit by Bukowskis, but man, he's got some power. If mm-hmm. he if he can pin um, if he can pin KB down into into an area where he can get his hands on, I think he's going to be in a bit of trouble. It's not like he didn't have any power. It's not like he didn't have any strikes. Hang on a minute. The other thing I'm thinking as well is that fight against Bukowskis was at light heavyweight, so right. he's actually a middleweight. Is either is it actually a middleweight or is he going down a weight class? Let me have a quick look at that. If jeez, he didn't. Oh, I suppose he was a bit. There was a bit. There was a bit of mud. There was a bit of mud. He could have got rid of. <laughs> a bit of mud. There was a bit of mud around. Yeah, there. but when you're up against Bukowskis, you're going to look small want, anyway. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. He's a big dude. Um, yeah. His fight before Modestus was was a catch weight at one ninety five. Middleweight before that. Middleweight before that. So it looks like he's been a middleweight. Hmm. And he took a short notice fight against and went up. Bukowskis went yeah. up. So yeah. let me have a look. See if Modestus. Yeah, I think he. I think he was due to fight somebody else. I think he was due to fight. Maria I think he's got too much heat for a Buller. Yeah. Mm. I, wasn't just, bl- I wasn't blown away by him against Bukowskis, but I thought I thought he had a bit of he had a bit of fire in his hands. Yeah. Has he been... and, I, and I just did. I just haven't seen anything from KB to suggest anything different. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean he's been stopped a couple of times. He's been stopped by punches. He's never been subbed. Yeah, but uh, he's been stopped a couple of times. But I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think, I, I think we can underestimate. Because he's funny, you know. I can. Well, no, I mean, I can, you can do can, whatever you want on this podcast, but I can pick him because he's smart, yeah. and that's something that I think is massively underestimated in a lot of fighters. And someone intelligence like intelligence is contextual, though. It, it is. It is, but. But he was he was clearly a he's clearly a very observant problem solver, mm. and 
sometimes like he he was on an unbeaten streak coming into the UFC. He probably thought he was at a level which was world class. Stepped like, into the oh, UFC and he's like, oh shit, okay, there's more to yeah. it. And then you know for the last few months he's probably leveled up his training. He might be an entirely different person coming back in here. Maybe. That's all I'm saying is I'm, Maybe, I'm giving him the benefit no of the doubt. No evidence to suggest that that is the truth. Whereas the, the other guy didn't even geographically know where he was in the octagon, sat <laughs> sat up against the octagon door. Well, after six elbows to the temple, I mean, that's like someone taking the chair out from underneath you as you're sitting down, isn't it? Like you've got to be, you've got to have your head on a swivel. Yeah. I mean, his head was put on a swivel while Bukowski's putting the uh, downward elbows. So you think Michael Idis is going to do it? Yeah, I think so. I I can't see any reason why I wouldn't pick that way, you know. I'm just going to disagree with you for the fun of it then. I think he's going to get stopped with elbows again. Of course you will. (laughs) I'm just glad you're not on your phone during the... uh, Oh, here we go. Someone's got to monitor you, (laughs) morons. Make sure everything's happening right. You know what I mean? Censor the chat on the uh, thingy. Cut the trolls yeah. out of it. Yeah, put he's sitting on the back out. seat of the fucking Cadillac. I would like to put people in time. Trash out. I could, I'll take that role. That'd be great. Would you? Time yeah. out. Time out. <laughs> yeah, but then there'd be no live chat. <laughs> It'd just be every now and then. There's a comment. Time like, out. That guy at the back looks kind of like Jason Statham. <laughs> I was kind of happy. Like you can stay. Star. <laughs> Pin that Pinned motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I do get referred to as a lot of different people. Yeah, you, you do. Lot. You're a bit. You're a bit yeah. of a shapeshifter, aren't yeah. you? I mean, you know, like that. Jason Statham yeah. did come up the other day. His yeah. head's too narrow, though. Bill, but always Bill. Always Bill. Me Burr. and Bill are like <laughs> different cloth. You, you and Keith yeah. Jardine. Keith Jardine. Keith all Burr. The time. Yeah. Bill Jardine. I strike like Keith Jardine, but without the efficacy, <laughs> just the jankiness. You strike like Bill Burr, and you're as funny yeah. as Keith Jardine. <laughs> there you go. That's perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. Uh, yeah, I'll give you that. But you are taller like than Jason that. Statham, so you know, really, yeah, yeah. He came into Legends one day when there was there was uh, no way. Yeah. How tall is he, mate? Is it, but we I'm were talking about. Tall, it, we were talking. <laughs> yeah, but you're taller than Jason Statham. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. I don't know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna check. This is a new. Well, stat it's that funny we what movies the... doing it because he always looks about six two. In <laughs> well, this is it, isn't it? I mean, you know, they always, uh, they also, they always. Um, but I did. You know, the fir- the first time I realised about TV putting weight on people is when Dre was is on. when you watch the podcast and everyone thinks <laughs> yeah. I'm the same no way. that wasn't the first time it was when like obviously we were training with Dre and Dre was like what 75 kilos in training camp 76 yeah. kilos in training camp and then he got on tough on TV and he just because he was lean and ripped he just looked like <laughs> he was a henchman yeah and uh, it was like wow you put like 10 kilos on See, this is how you know he's short because he's had his, his Wikipedia page edited so his height's not on it. For real, it's not on it. No way. It's not on it. However... It's like Jimmy always making me do his photos it? in black and white because he's ginger. I'm like, bro, you're always going to be ginger. It's not yeah. going to change. He's ginger and red at the moment. 178 <laughs> centimetres. Well, I'm 182, so he's four centimetres. So he's not that short. Mm. I think that's bullshit still. I'm I'm just going to Google how tall. That's the first question. How tall, how old, and how much is he worth? My goodness. Which is because one of those numbers is huge. (laughs) (laughs) 98.9% Googled by females. Yeah. My my subconscious perception would be that Jason Statham was six foot one. (laughs) We were talking about that with Leonidas earlier today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he was like 5'7. He was like. Amazing. They're coming for you. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's like he's, good, he's good Jimmy Rivera. That's I mean, that's who they should have used for three hundred. Is Jimmy Rivera? At least oh, he yeah. could have done a proper Sparta kick. Oh, he'd be the, great uh, in that, wouldn't it? Yeah, you like him, don't yeah, you? Yeah, like, he's like one of my favourites. Yeah, he's like the thick block back. <laughs> <You're> just like. <laughs> 
That's what you think you look like when you hit the That's bike. what I used to look like. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you, you, you didn't. You, you look like I ain't got one of them. You look a bit more like that, actually. You look yeah. like, um, like Beast off X Men, but not Blue. Yeah, I enjoyed that nickname. Yeah. Uh, what he would have been next? a better grappler as well, though. Sam Hughes against Loma oh. Luke Bunmi. So Sam Hughes' last fight got stopped by the doctor. Did it not? Yeah, it was. It was. What was it? I didn't see much wrong with it. It was a little bit of an eye poke. She couldn't see. She couldn't see. But it was really like um, couldn't see a way to win. She was getting fucked up. She was getting stopped. Yeah. So I'm not sure how much she wanted to see out of that eye. Not yeah. that I'm casting any aspersions on the injury or not. But it was really. <laughs> yes, uh, that's absolutely what it is. It was really. It was almost awkward in the corner because it was like it's, the coach is like, right, you can't see. I'm calling it off. And then he sort of turned and went, "Do you want to keep fighting?" She was like. Yes, I want to keep fighting. <laughs> yeah, and then and then the doctor came in. And so I think the doctor had heard that she said you couldn't see out of it. Yeah, and then he was just like, "No, nah, it's done." Yeah, but I mean, there's I want, I want no Ricky... way she was going to win that. No, from that no, position. no, not at all. Not no at all. way. No. Yeah, I kind of want Ricky Gervais to like react to the finish of it. It's like you know, can you see it? What? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah no Tisha Torres was, was lighting her up she yeah she, I mean she's she's very fast Tisha she's got good striking you know just ge- just generally she's got a well rounded skill set yeah um, she gets a little overzealous sometimes obviously but um, Sam Hughes still wasn't able to do a great deal with her when she closed distance no and I think the risk in closing distance against Loma is that she's going to get knee to hell and knees elbows and knees and, uh, yeah when I was watching her for this I haven't seen across male and female. I haven't seen that level of elbows as precise as she is with them, yeah. and, and, and as varied attacks as, as you get from her. Obviously, with the background, mm. but um, I was like, oh, you know, she's hitting some elbows that no one else is really yeah. hitting, or not, she, not, not as regularly as she was hitting. No, them. for sure, she's had like 130 Muay Thai fights, <laughs> something like that. Yeah. Like, it was a big deal her t- signing with with the UFC out of yeah. Thailand. Um, I was expecting when she fought Angela Hill for it to be a bit more of an elbow fest, but mm-hmm. they, you know, they both kind of respected each other in that range. I, I feel like Sam Hughes, she's she moves in and out in such a straight line that that Loma's going to be able to pick her apart. Whether she's got the well. heat, no, I don't. This is not going to so. go well. Whether, whether she's got the heat to stop her on the way in with strikes, I don't know. Mm-hmm. But like, was it Loma's UFC debut when she fought Alexandra Albu mm-hmm. and? She had her in the clinch, and Albu Albu's like she's like tank, yeah, yeah, and she, like she was trying like ripping her shirt and stuff, trying to hold on to her, and Loma was just ragging her. Her her, her 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 single necktie control is like special. In yeah, it. single necktie, elbows up the middle. She's um, pretty impressive. Yeah. In the she's, fact re- she's an atom weight as well. Yeah, no, she she, like like we we're saying about TV, she doesn't look like an atom weight. No, at all. No, I mean she's you know she has she has. Uh, she has gained some weight to go into the weight class. It looks predominantly lower body though. She looks like yeah. her legs have thickened yeah. up a lot, yeah. and her what, ground game's gotten better as well. Yeah, what we're talking about fighting angry when she fought Yu uh, Frey um, at the end of the first round. They went to the corner, and Yu Frey looked like she was going to fucking murder someone. She looked like my wife, and I pissed her off. She was just like vacant. She was like <laughs> the coaches were speaking to her, and she was just staring back across. I was like, how long's left? <laughs> Get me back out of yeah. there. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, she, she's good, Loma. She's, she's got that she's got that Muay Thai swagger as well. You can yeah. tell she's been fighting for a yeah, long yeah. time. She's, yeah. got a, she's got a nice rear leg teep to the face as well, which sort of pops mm. out of nowhere and push kicks straight to the to the jaw. Yeah. I think yeah. I think Sam might be too much on the centre line for this one. 
Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I, I, You're going with luck. Almost to the point where, striking-wise, certainly, is, I think it's a mismatch. Yeah. It's just whether or not um, Sam can get her hands on her and, and how much um, how much damage she can do if she does get to the floor. Yeah. I mean, you know, same record, both five yeah. and two, but the experience on Loma's side's ridiculous. Yeah. She's cool, man. I like her. Uh, Kai Kamaka the third. You've got to use the if if you're the third of whatever or the second, perhaps. Kind of does sound. You've got cool. to use it, haven't you? Does kind of sound cool. Yeah. Kai Kamaka the third against T.J. Brown. So eight and three against fourteen and eight. That's James Krause got like hundred and fifty fighters on the roster. Hundred and fifty of them. It, yeah. He seems to be. He must be busy. Busy dude. He seems to be at every single event mm. with at least one fighter. Uh, he's on a bit of a skid, isn't he, TJ? He's, um, yeah, he's a little bit. great. He got subbed by Jordan Griffin, didn't he? Yeah. Which is not, you know. Another one of those guys that, I mean, you know, he, he was a bit up and down throughout his career anyway, but he was putting sort of three, four fight streaks together, mm. which is, you know, what got him into the UFC. He was on a three fight win streak. He, he had a first round knockout by head kick in LFA and then made his contender series debut and won by arm triangle. And that, I mean, that was a... That was a, I mean, it was a, it was a fun back and forth fight, but he wasn't entirely in control of that all the way through. Um, and he got deducted a point for mm. an illegal knee, and he, and as soon as he threw it, he knew, knew it was illegal yeah. as well. He's just, he's a li- just a little bit ragged, mm. and that's where I think he pays with some of these in some of these it's, fights. It's got quite, a, it's got quite a long stance too, mm. and Chavez hammered that front leg, and he yeah. just couldn't really do anything about it. You could mm. see as he tried to check it. He had so much weight on the front foot that as he checked it, he almost sort of fell over a couple of times. Yeah. Still affecting his balance and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And Kai, Kai Kamaka's got got good hands. Mm. You know, n- nice. You know, he use, he, he's got good speed. He's got good precision. He picks his angles well as his opponents are moving. But at the same time, he also, he uses an, a, like a, a really... <laughs> oh, oh, light has fallen out of his pocket. Wow. Is that one of my lighters you've stolen? No. <laughs> you sure? That it's didn't happen. Mine. That's never happened. Say it's not podcast. yours. It's just falling out of your pocket. <laughs> it's robbing lights from everybody now. Amazing. Um, yeah, he's got he's, he's he's got a very he's got a very good faint sell. Like like because he's so fast. As soon, a bit like Adam. Adam, I'm a singer. Like mm. you know when you see him faint, you're like it's it's coming. Yeah, like, you, you know ha- you have to flinch because of how fast he is. Yeah. Like a, a faint might as well be a punch. Yeah, it's just better to quick. flinch and be nothing there than not flinch and, yeah. get, and get caught with three. Yeah. But I, I think I mean this is this is most likely for me going to be TJ Brown trying to get Kai Kamaka to the floor yeah. and ground him and slow him down and maul him from the top position. I felt like Kai got out hustled a bit when he fought Pierce. Yeah, because I thought they were quite standing. They were there was some parity, wasn't there? But he just got a bit. He just got a bit out hustled. Mm-hmm. That that's what I'm looking at. If I'm if I'm uh, uh, TJ Brown coming into this one, I'm looking at that that moment where. He was on all fours and he's taking shots and he's not really doing anything to like, Yeah, he's not logically doing anything to, to yeah. get up. And that's where the not intelligently defending yourself thing comes into play. Yeah, because he wasn't, that he wasn't point, out. He was not, he's wasn't not, out. Yeah, he wasn't, wasn't concussive, but hurt. he's not, you know, he's not doing anything just, to better the situation, no. is he? He's just sort of surviving. Yeah. And just yeah. doing weird things. Like when you're kind of half flattened out, like posted up on all fours and like looking over to your corner team. And <laughs> like it, it was like he was just trying to like get tag, out of tag, it. Tag, yeah. tag, yeah. tag, Yeah, yeah. It was like he was trying to find a, find a way out. He, he didn't look comfortable in there. So if I'm TJ Brown, I'm thinking I can put him in that position. Because that's what he did to, uh, um, that's what he did in the contender series, wasn't it? Drown mm. him until the third round and arm triangled him. 
and then he, it, then if I'm if I'm Kai, I'm gonna I'm gonna chop him to pieces. Mm. I'm gonna beat his leg up until he's you know yeah. he hasn't got enough under under him to hustle me. And then box him up. Yeah, I think so. Which one you go? I, I think maybe I think that's quite an even one to be honest. Yeah, it is. Maybe. Yeah. Go on. Maybe maybe Brown just. I think he could probably out hustle him. Yeah. What decision? Like more mm, Yeah, maybe. Or maybe stop him. I I, I mean I, I can I could see TJ Brown doing exactly what Jonathan Pierce did to Kai Kamaka. Mm. But then now it's happened once to Kamaka. Like, can he? He must have adapted. You would hope, hope he would so. have adapted. I don't know You'd what Jimmy's so. out of. I don't know who he's got around sure. him or what. Yeah. Hawaii, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, he is. I did uh, look it up. I just can't remember what it's called. Yeah, actually, that made me think. Like. There's so many guys that come out of Hawaii. What are the gyms in Hawaii? Is there a big, like, ATT equivalent? Not really. No. Not really. I mean, a BJ Penn had a gym. I don't know whether he's still got one. I, don't know I certainly don't think he's teaching out of there. Um, yeah. But That's the, a shame the if main he's not gym, passing yeah, on that knowledge, sure. isn't it? They, they had good shows in Hawaii for a while. Like, they yeah. had Rumble on the Rock. And yeah, had, yeah, Like, yeah. Hawaiian Super Brawl was great. Yeah. Like, because you get, like, Egan Enaway and, and Frank Shamrock fighting at the top of the card and then some dudes fighting over a lawnmower down the bottom. <laughs> it was legit, like, neighbours fighting. We've got a garden like. dispute yeah. into the cage. Yeah, Let's yeah. go. Yeah, on and the, the Rumble beach. on the Rock was good. Like, they had Run the Machine Gun John and Cabbage, yep. uh, Cabbage Cohere. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They always had good fighters coming out of Hawaii. But the only the only gym I can think of is Max Holloway's gym. Mm. And that's on, that's uh, Oahu, and I don't think he's... Man, think he, what a life that would be. Yeah, right. MMA gym on in Hawaii. Not too bad. Yeah, TJ, I think just... Okay. I think it'll be close, but TJ probably. I think this next one's a lot of fun as well. So the guy that's just beat Kai yeah. Kamaka, Jonathan Pierce, is stepping up and fighting um, uh, Gabriel Benitez, which is... A, and I, when I say step up, it's because he's he's got double the experience. Mm. Like 10 and 4 compared to 22 and 8. And, and Benitez, is, Benitez is good. Like, yeah. he, he's... He's got some wicked skills. Well, it's, I, I was going to say, obviously, we wa- we watch so much M- MMA, you more so than me, but, you know, we, we watch a lot of MMA and it's rare where you're like, oh, shit, mm. that technique really stands out. Yeah. But his rear leg kick is, it just seems like a different level to pretty much anyone else. Yeah. He just yeah. throws it with so much power and so much speed. Um, and it's almost unique. Well. He's got that the, the the kick, the knee, the uppercut, all off the same yeah. side. Yeah, southpaw. Oh man, that knee he landed on uh, Justin James. Yeah, like took my breath away watching. I was like, Ooh, oh. yeah, wow. And I mean, that's the that's another timing thing, right? It's just devastating. You get that knee right as they're coming in, and that upward upward mm. trajectory up through the solar plexus. You just there's no yeah. coming back from that, is there? No, no, no way. No. That's full body shut down. It's a hor- horrible place to be. Yeah, but I mean, the thing is with, with Benitez, he's like he's, he's got he's got good skills, but he's lacking consistency. Then on the flip side, you've got um, you've got uh, Jonathan Pierce coming in, who was I mean he's got a three fight losing streak in his on his record. Um, but then he went on a five-fight win streak mm. before losing to Joe Lozon. I mean, you know, you go from contender series to Joe Lozon. Yeah, it's tough, isn't it's it? A big job. He did he piss is. off? Uh, yeah, exactly. Um, he 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 is tough though, and mm. I think he's got a nice varied. He's got a nice varied game, hasn't he? He's yeah. got a lot of different attacks. He fights out of both stances. It'll be interesting to see if he starts getting lit up with that leg kick, whether he switches stances and or whether he comes out in a different stance just to throw him off a little bit. Mm. I think this is a bit of a sleeper, this fight on the card. I think it yeah. could be a bit of a banger. Well, I mean, that's one of the reasons why Benitez has got losses on his record is because he does like to step into the fire a bit. Mm. 
Um, but he's, I mean, he's got, he, he's got one of those tight guards that you can imagine he's done loads of boxing sparring with big gloves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and you can get away with some of that. Yeah. And then you put the MMA gloves on and stuff starts getting through. He's got a weird, couple of little weird ticks in some of his techniques. He's got a real like slappy, uh, like slappy counter left or check hook. It's not really a check hook. It's a bit like a, yeah. get off me check hook. Um, but yeah, like I say, I think it could be a bit of a bang. I think, I think Benitez could chop him to pieces, mm-hmm. and then and then Pierce is just going to find it hard to put anything together with his, you know, with his legs kicked out from under him. Yeah, I mean, Pierce has done well against guys of a similar level to him, similar level, similar experience. You know, like you look down his record, like the, the guys he was on the win streak against: three and one, six and one, four and two, three mm-hmm. and one, eleven and four. Uh, in the contender series, but then straight into twenty-seven and fifteen against Joe Lozon, yeah. and then back down to eight and two uh, Kai Kamaka. Was that short notice or something? That Lozon fight, or I don't know. I'll be able to see know. on Joe Lozon's. Seems like a weird anomaly in the yeah, in the matching. Seem to be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to be. There's no cancellation on Joe's record. Um, yeah, I, I mean that's the thing is I just I think like Benitez has got a few like really well refined weapons. Mm. And I think if he's able to, you know, stay out of the fire a little bit and not, you know, not get too caught up in the in the moment, I think he should be able to yeah, pick I think him so. apart. I think so. That'd be a good one. Yeah. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, Benitez, I think. Uh, so we, this is just getting confusing now. So we've got two people on the card called Luana. I know. How about that? Luana. And, and V was trying to teach me how to say her name. Seems like Pinheiro. That's not what V said. But no, Pinejo. Pinejo. Yeah, I don't know. Oh, no. We need to need mystery to help us pronounce it. <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> pronounce. <laughs> oh dear. It's been a long weekend. Yeah. yeah. So Randa Marcos against Luana Pinejo. Yeah, Randa's like well, ten and ten for a start. You do not see that very often, do you? No, not so much. 10, 10 and 1, sorry. But yeah. still, you just don't see that very often. Not so much. We did... Do, who's the other one? There is a there is another female. Oh, Sarah Morath. I think she's 6 and 6. Right. Yeah. Right. These, like, these, the women's so she's determined. Are, she's determined. <laughs> she's definitely sure. determined. Yeah. 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 She's all decisions. As the saying goes, knock down 10, get up 10. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, she's game and she's kind of awkward and, you know, obviously she's, she's tough to, you know... Sticking at it, she's she's tough. Yeah. She, um, she's a she's a, a good. Randa Marcos is a good mid tier mm. um, test for straw weights on the rise, mm. and like you know, you you look down her record and you go, okay, well, so she she was able to armbar Angela Hill, so she's hit the ceiling there. But then she stepped up and faced Claudia Gadea and wasn't good no. enough for Gadea. So then she acted as the ceiling for Ashley Yoda, who was not quite good yeah. enough. But then Amanda Hebus, Mackenzie Dern, and now uh, Kanako Morata have all surpassed her so you know what I mean it's like I mean, this is lo- like the next test for Paneo as long as your ego is in check it's a role to be played within the, w- yeah. within lots of sports there's mm. some guys that will play team sports they're never going to play for England but they're good solid team men that you need in the in the team because you, yeah. you know you can't have a team full of internationals mm. and if you know run uh, depending on how she sort of views it I, I know it's different for it's different for an individual sports a competitor and it's even more different from for a fighter I think because it's you're you're tied into being the best probably do you know what I mean you can't help but want to be the best in the division mm. but it's a role you know 
I think Cowboys maybe got the role. Cub Swanson's got the role now. Like they're just, you know, they're still active, solid active fighters that are, are a speed bump that you've got to get past. And if you can't get past them, you know, you, you're not ready. Yeah. And that's the role. I'm yeah. sure they'd probably hate being described as that, but, you know. Yeah. But, you know, we're, we're I, I, I guess, I, yeah. I guess it depends on what you focus on you know, what your journey is. I think everybody that steps into the UFC, it's, you know, the, the idea of being a champion is yeah. something that everybody loves the idea of. Yeah. I do think there are some people that are honest with themselves that they don't have the work ethic for it. Or maybe <laughs> they're, you know, they look at, you know, they can't make middleweight and they look at John Jones in the light heavyweight division. Mm. They're like, uh, why is he five inches taller than me yeah. with a seven inch yeah. reach advantage? And you know what I mean? And why yeah. is he four years, like Glover Teixeira, you know, like this is his best shot at the at the, the belt. Yeah. After that John Jones fight, he, he, like he must have stepped away and thought to himself, I hope he moves up to heavyweight. What, what do you want me to do? Yeah, exactly. What do you want me to do? Exactly. I'm, I'm smaller, I'm older, I'm slower. I've got the Glover to share a game. Yeah. Everyone yeah, needs yeah, a plug-in. Yeah. Everyone needs that plug-in. You all need what I've got, but I need what <laughs> yeah, you've got. I need a bit of something. <laughs> yeah, just help me out here. Give me some, give me yeah, some of that magic some spice. Yeah. <laughs> give me some picograms or something. What called it. She called it. Let's, she called it some spice, some life spice. Just give yeah. me that like, X factor. Yeah. yeah. Floor spice. Salt, That's yeah. what it's called in waiting. Have you seen that? No. I watched that the other day. Fucking great movie, waiting. They're dropping food on the floor in the in, in the... <laughs> Restaurant, call it Floor Spice. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Anyway, and, and Pinheiro is kind of the opposite. She's she's. At, I don't actually think she's technically that great, but no. she's super athletic, and she obviously has she had a really nice um, experience and level of judo that she uses. You know, she uses it very very well. She lands that sort of hip toss and and wears hip toss quite a lot. Um, very quick. She's tenacious. Um, I don't know how old she is actually, but she's you know she fights with a lot of energy. Um, um, I was just looking at she she has a she's twenty seven. Yeah, okay. She you know she's she, in a good spot. I mean you know yeah. she's she she lost a fight early on by split decision against an undefeated fighter at the time, and now she's on a on a streak. But yeah. she's I mean what she she stopped seven of eight. Mm. And all in the first round. She's got and she some does sub- work fast. She got some subs on her record, but they're mm. not super slick. They're more like, oh, there's an opportunity there. She just like jumps on them and death squeezes them a little yeah. bit. It's not like a really smooth setup like you would like Mackenzie Dern would just mm. set you up and like snap your arm or whatever. It wasn't really like that. It was just a, again, it was a very athletic way of going about yeah. stuff. But that so her debut against um who who did she make a debut against? I've just watched it a minute ago as well. Like uh, oh there it is, um, uh, Frausto, mm. Frausto, Stephanie Frausto. As soon as the fight started, like you could see straight away, she's you, like she's go. she's like yeah. yeah, like foot on the gas, very very tightly wound, very <clears throat> very like ready to find the finish immediately. And it, you just look down at her record, like she's got she's got seven first round finishes, two arm bars, two rear naked chokes, and a guillotine. Yeah, you know. Yeah. She's not here to mess around, no. is she? But then I would say probably Randa's the strongest part of Randa's game is that she's a good grappler, mm. and I would say she's quite a slow starter. Like th- this could be problematic before it for her if she doesn't if she's not ready for that rush immediately, because she's on a three fight losing streak. Her opponent's coming in on a hot streak, all full of confidence. She isn't going to look at Randa Marcos and think, "Oh my goodness, she's mm. ten and ten. That's Randa Marcos." She's going to think, "I'm going to smash her." Yeah, and who's next? 
I think it's a tough it's a tough fight it's for Randa. Yeah. I think it is. I think it's it's a sink or swim fight, isn't mm. it? I mean she you know, if she loses this one, she goes into a negative record. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know as I don't know as the UFC keep will keep her around for yeah, much longer. Like before. we said, you don't you no. just don't see it, do you? You don't Not see it at all. She just seems very emotional oftentimes. She seems like she's so like she's so emotionally invested in the outcome of the fight that she puts so much pressure on herself. Like when she's walking out, you can see it's like you know right. let's get this done like she carries a lot into the octagon with her and I think that often works against her um, and, and I think someone like Pineo is just she's just she's a gamer she's aggressive mm. she's fast a judo background always gives people a lot of confidence or something to fall back on because they worst case scenario you've got double underhooks well overhooks yeah. hip throws yeah you know? and then Randa's game's arm bars that's probably the, the best threat that she's got but she's going to struggle to sub um, Pinejo. You'd think so, wouldn't unless, you? Unless Pinejo wears herself out from being too overly excited. I mean, you know, she's got one loss on her record as a split decision. Maybe the best thing to do is to push her to a, de- yeah, to a decision. Yeah, rope it up a little yeah. bit. And, you know, runs, you know, potentially Randa's got the experience. I know, I know her record is, you know. I guess that's where the strength is in accepting that role. Like, if yeah. you accept that that's the role that you play, you're like, all right, well, this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. I'm going to make your life really difficult Let's for you. Let's see if you can fight this fight. Exactly. So you can fight this fight archetype. Yeah. See how you go with this. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think Pinheiro probably, but I can I can see that scenario where uh, where Randa just plays it smart and yeah, you know, Luana blows herself out a little bit. Yeah. And then the other Luana, <clears throat> Luana Carolina, Carolina oh against Pollyanna Battaglio. She got knee barred <laughs> so bad. So bad by uh, Lipsky. That was horrible. Good hamstring stretch, though. Really good hamstring yeah. stretch, I mean, yeah. if, if ever you get really bad hamstring cramp, that's kind of what you want to do to your leg to get rid of Pretty it. Pretty much. You know, so. Yeah, that was horrible. Yeah. She had a, so she had a partial ACL tear that didn't operate, um, so it must be relatively small. And, yeah, I mean, I would think she would. One of the things a hamstring does... One of the, the way the hamstring inserts on your on your lower shank of your leg is it sort of replicates what the ACL does as well, so it stops that shift. So if if you've got a partial ACL tear and that's compromised, so it's 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 preventing it, it it's the ACL is stopping that happening, so right. stopping that car you know moving. Is that the really really strong hamstrings that come through here? can help to stabilise that knee. Okay. So if it's only partial, which I would assume, I flip it open, yeah. she's doing loads and loads of hamstring strength and that will just hopefully just kind of stabilise that up yeah. a little bit. But um, yeah, and, and it will heal, it will heal a little bit. Yeah. But yeah, God damn it, I hope she's been doing some strength and some proprioception oh, stuff. Yeah. And um, then the, the, the thing that always, I always remember about um, Botelio is, is the power of her kicks though. Yeah. I mean, like she thunders kicks in she does. the majority of the time to the body. That body kick against uh, Sherry Kondo echoed around the arena, and then she hit Lauren Mueller with one as well. Even though she won that one by decision, she hurt her pretty good. Yeah, like if that's targeted to the leg, uh, uh, and Luana does that skirting around the edge of the around the edge past the black line. She she's got especially against who does she fight? Last time out. I think she was skirting and skirting and skirting around the edge. Yeah. And I'm thinking if she mistimes that and she, she skirts into one of those leg kicks, she's going to be in a bit of a, yeah. you know, she's going to be in a bit of a trouble. They both fight with their chins up in the air. They're very high. They're very yeah. high on their toes, yeah. I mean, Batalio does kind of duck down a bit when she's coming into coming into trade, but... 
Should be an interesting one. I'm interested to see how she deals with the kicks of Batelio because that seems to be a, a, a game-changing weapon for her, even if she doesn't win the fight by, mm. you know, with the kick. It just yeah. takes the yeah, wind I just out think of her if, opponent. If Pollyanna cuts her off and gets her into the choke point, she's going to be able to load some power. She's got some good power, Pollyanna, yeah. I think. Yeah. And I think, uh, yeah, she might get... Yeah. yeah, she might get caught. You going with Batalia then? Yeah, I think so. So, I think so. so both the Luanas are losing, or have you got Pinejo beating Random Marcus? No, I've got I've got Pinejo. Okay. So at least we get one Luana winning then. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I think so. Marab Dvalishvili against Cody Stamen. Definitely going to be the fight of the card. Yeah, I reckon. In which direction though? Who are you picking to win? Um, just. You just want me to say his name, that's why you... Of course I don't. <laughs> Dvalishvili. Yeah. Dvalishvili. I think he's flipping close. He's really close. I just think he's a tiny bit more well-rounded. Mm-hmm. They're quite similar in some ways, aren't they? Like they're... Yeah. Sort of very, very elastic, sort of pretty staunch, bounce around. Um, you know, Stamen's got some... He's took Rivera, Kelleher and Yadong to decisions. Yeah. He's and relatively that, well-rounded. I just think um, not quite as well-rounded as as this the Georgian hitman. <laughs> I, I like I like Davalish, really. You know, he's, he's a lot of yeah. fun to watch. My, my, my concern is that he doesn't have a great deal of stopping power, and that will allow Cody Stamen to get into the fight later on. You reckon? Yeah. I mean, I know I know I know Davalish, really, he's, he's got great conditioning and he's constantly moving. He'd have to but, the way he fights. Yeah. He'd have to have incredible conditioning, wouldn't he? He's like so this is is this Davalish, really moving up a weight class? Oh, I'm not sure. I think he might be. I think he might be. I think this might be his first fight at featherweight. Is it not? Uh, sorry. Oh no, Cody Stamen going down. Wow, he's a big dude to be oh, going down. Geez. That that concerns me a little bit. So so Cody Stamen going down to bantamweight. Wow, he didn't he didn't look like there was anything to cut. Do you know what I mean? No, he he was like lean and you know. Yeah. He's, he, I thought he was thick for that weight, let alone the weight weight below. He looked he looked bigger than Jimmy Rivera yeah. as well. So that that might not be that that might change things. Mm, I thought I thought the Valisvili was moving up mainly because I just had the assumption that Cody Stamen no could way go, Cody down. go down. Yeah. So if he now if he's going down, he might be he might be cut into a point where Dvalishvili's conditioning will really start to show on him in the later rounds. Yeah. I just I've got, I just don't see there's nothing in Dvalishvili's game that really thinks thinks makes me think oh he's gonna he's gonna be able to stop him with. You know. I think he can. Yeah, he could potentially stop him with relentlessness, maybe, yeah. do you know what I mean? Like, just keep on him and on him and on him. And it's a lot of decisions on Dvalishvili's record, though. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. Like, so so say, say for example, if Cody Stamen does make his way down the weight class and he does look healthy, that size in the wrestling exchanges might start to... That's going to be a lot, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of weight to be trying to get off you. Yeah. You're going with Dvalishvili, are you? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. I, like like I said, I think they're pretty similar. Yeah. I just feel like he's maybe a touch more well-rounded. He's got a nice, he's got a real nice variety in what he throws with his attacks. He's coming from all sorts sorts of different angles, spinning attacks, knees, elbows. He's he's all about it, and his wrestling seems good. You know, I know I know Stamen's wrestling is is solid, but I, I feel like um, yeah, I feel I feel like there's a bit of parity there. Mm. Yeah. 
should be a good fight. I'd be yeah. amazed if it was a you know no, boring it's, fight. It's, there's no way it could be a slow a slow pace one. Yeah. And, and if it is, then definitely Cody Stamen's going to start to struggle because mm. you're not going to get anything other than. 80 miles an hour consistently yeah. out of Valish Yeah, yeah. This next one's like a bit him. weird. The next next one up on the main card is Sean Strickland against Christoph Jotko. So, Sean Strickland's ranked at number 15. Mm. Jotko, I felt like, has jumped into the top 15 at some point, but is now no, no longer there. It, it's a battle of the guys that no one's paying any attention to at middleweight. Like, neither of these guys, even on the cards where I've called them, no one was particularly excited about them being on the cards. No. no one particularly acknowledges the fact that they're on the card. And it was usually, like, Jotko was usually the spoiler for for guys. Let's have a look. I mean... They're like, they need, whichever whichever of them, they need this win and two more before everyone's, anyone's going to sort of talk yeah. about them. yeah. Yeah, like he's been he's been fighting in the UFC for a long while, but mm. like most people won't think of Jocko if you if you think in middleweights. And same thing with Sean Strickland. Like he's had some good wins, Sean yeah, Strickland. Yeah, like some this solid is the wins. Thing, they're both good fighters, but they're a bit they're they're so consistent that it's like we were talking about the other week with Shevchenko. You like try and find highlights in her fights, yeah. and it's so difficult because it's just a consistent overall control and beating. And that's kind of what these guys do. They're like crews. Uh, like a, like in fourth gear and they just kind of pick at their opponent and I'm just slightly ahead of yeah. all times yeah. yeah yeah interesting I mean Strickland's good man he's like really good he's beaten uh, Tyler he's beaten Jack, Jack Marsh when he's beaten he's got a good mixture of strikes he's that weird zombie foot when he strikes sometimes he, like he drags his back foot you know like you would see mm. in beginner class sometimes yeah you were like, wow, how have you not got that out of your right. out of your game? But I was thinking about that. You see, we do still see that quite a bit. I don't know whether that is. He's only had two fights at middleweight as well. Yeah, I don't know whether that zombie foot is like they found a way of creating stability, and that that zomb that flat-footed zombie foot just gives you stability, so you can sit down a bit on your punches or whatever. And we we know it's not optimal, but it, but you see it too often for it to be. It just you never learnt it. Like they've yeah. they've almost they've almost discovered it like self discovery. They've discovered a way of giving themselves stability in the striking. I mean, I think I think a part of it, and it's the same reason why Frankie Edgar and GSP their their toes turn out. Mm. I think it's a lot of grappling and wrestling with mm. with shoes on. And yeah, I think maybe. when I think when you're doing boxing training, especially if you're in a boxing gym and you're being taught out to box, that back foot's turned out, and you you give you give very little concern for. The, the you know the pivoting up onto the mm. ball of the foot because you've got purchase from the side of the shoe yeah you know and it it seems like it changes the way people do things purely because it gives you a grip point on the on the part of the foot that you wouldn't if you didn't wear a shoe mm. yeah but I, I have a I have a certain pair of boxing boots that I wear I always wear the uh, the Adidas um, ones because they just feel like I'm not wearing anything so I can feel my contact with the floor mm. whereas when I put my Nike ones on or my or the Reebok ones I feel like I'm yeah, so disconnected in. that it's yeah. just as long as my foot's on the floor it doesn't really matter what part of it and and the other thing as well with Strickland because he's not and both of these guys him and Jocko because they're not particularly chase you down and beat you up they do kind of edge into range mm. like that back foot being turned out is quite useful for leaning away and you know utilising upper body defence instead like of lower it, body edge in and then use the lean to stay out of trouble yeah and then stay, stay close to range yeah, yeah okay yeah but Steve yeah. is like that a little bit mm. you know he's a bit flat footed on his back foot and kind of edges his way in yeah right yeah Interesting. I, I, I honestly would be surprised if this fight is finished before the 15 minutes. Yeah. Strickland decision, maybe. 
Probably. Flip of a coin. Yeah. Jocko did a good job against Barrio. Barrio, it's a, you know, he's a difficult proposition. And he, mm. you know, but he's fights in bursts and fights aggressively. Yeah. You know, and, and that's where I think these two guys are just kind of, it might be like watching a guy shadowboxing in the mirror. Mm. I'd like to see one of these do something because they're both skilled enough. They're both like 22, 4, 22, and 3. They're both skilled enough to have mm. a good run at the top and to, to beat some guys, but they just, neither of them have got the... Need a bit of firecracker yeah, in there, yeah. Yeah, they need emotional content. It's <laughs> the theme of the show. All right, I reckon Strickland just by decision. Yeah. Who knows? I'll tell you what, Sean Strickland's got a much higher striking output. Yeah. <clears throat> Yeah, both 6-1. There's a slight reach advantage for Jocko, but only by an inch. Southpaw v. Orthodox, so it'll be the battle of the lead hand. But Sean Strickland's striking output is um, he lands over five strikes a minute compared to Jocko, who doesn't quite land three. Lower striking accuracy, higher striking defence. Both have almost exactly the same takedown average. Uh, 1.26, 1.27. It's weird how similar they are in a Mm. lot of ways. But Strickland just slightly ahead in most of the stats. There you go. Stats are backing up the stats. Uh, the um, theory. <laughs> okay. Right. Go well, on. This won't be. This, this is... won't be like that one. <laughs> but now we've sure. co- now we've cursed it. We've cursed <laughs> yeah, it, haven't yeah. we? Kutala was a straight up maniac <laughs> for sure. Like if he if he was a bad guy on Narcos, you'd be like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect casting. Absolutely. Like um, I mean, he just had that crazy series of events with Anclair, didn't he? Which and, took um, half of his career. Yeah, which took yeah, right. It took it just took ages. Took a massive amount of time out mm. of it, and didn't go well for him at all, did it? Like fucked around and got caught out, fooled everyone, including yeah. the ref. And well, that then, was the problem: is he couldn't use the same game plan twice because yeah. everyone knew what was coming this time. And like emotionally out of control in the second one, right? You could <laughs> see all the, the whole build up. He was like, he's been angry for like three months. <laughs> And he's exhausted just complete, himself. yeah, exhausted himself, and then got you know, yeah, Anklev doesn't mess around, no, and uh, you know, obviously got finished there, uh, but he's very, very powerful. I like, can, you know, that's the he thing, could do some it? damage, yeah, he could it, do some damage if he gets his way in the first two minutes, he's gonna elbow you face into the canvas, yeah, like that's that's really his thing. He's like, he comes to fight, yeah, he's a fight, he, he comes to fight, people, he? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because uh, so he's and then yeah. he's got the Greco background right. I so if you so. do so, yeah. So that's his like fallback. So he li- obviously likes going in there and throwing some heat with his hands. Mm. And then if he does misjudge that distance and he does get caught up in the in the clinch, he has got some really nice Greco, hasn't he? Yeah. I said a couple of times he's you know he's he's worked that clinch to come out on top and mm. do some damage. He is he isn't going to get what he wants out of Jacoby here though. Not in this fight. Mm. I think he he wants a scrap. That's what he was trying to get out of Ankalaya by, mm. by by trying to punk him. You know, like he was like trying to draw him in by thinking he was hurt. So he'd come crashing forward and then a scrap would ensue. I think Jacoby's wily though. He's gonna just gonna chop that lead leg up. Yeah. And you're gonna get you're gonna see Kutalaba, he's gonna get frustrated, he's gonna start to chase him, mm. he's gonna start to stumble on that lead leg. I thought Jacoby did a good a real good job with Grishin mm. last time out because he looked dwarfed by him, didn't he? Like Grishin was huge. Yeah. Yeah. And took some heat. He took a lot of heat in those early exchanges. Yeah. And just t- took his time and, and, and you know, picked him apart a little bit. Well this is it. like you look at both the guys that he's fought uh since since the since his contender series fight when he beat Ty Flores, he's fought Justin Ledet and Max Grisham, mm. who both were heavyweights 
yeah. before uh, before fighting. Like him. he's not going to be rattled by by Kutalaba coming out and trying to intimidate no. him, or you know, especially because I, I, honestly, I've always looked at Kutalaba and thought to myself, you know, he's, he's kind of a he's kind of an oversized middleweight. Mm. Like he's a bit caught between the two. You mm. can imagine him being in that one. Yeah, because he's not he's not class. like um, he's not out of shape or anything. He's not carrying no. a load of body fat or anything. No. But he's just you know that, that that's the shape and size he sort of is. Yeah. What? Let's have a look at the stats here. He's six one compared to six three. Mm. Um, uh, only an inch difference in reach. Advantage Jacoby, but it's it's just the aggression of uh, it's just the aggression of, uh, of of Ion Kutalaba that tends to even the playing field a bit like um, Mikhail Alexejuk. Yeah, know, a bit undersized, but he's aggressive enough and powerful enough yeah. that if he gets too early, he's, he's got a chip on his shoulder about being undersized yeah. <laughs> yeah. and brings the aggression. Yeah. Yeah, who are you taking with that one? I, I mean, there's there's only two ways, and Jack will be probably by decision, or Kutalaba mm. goes in and catches him early. I, I think I think Jacoby might surprise us here. Mm. I, I think he can put enough work in in the early rounds to to slow Kutalaba down, so he's going to be able to get him with something. Yeah, I mean it's it's not like it's not like um, Jacoby's not got power in his hands. He's just He's just not quite as reckless as Kutalaba. Like you look at Kutalaba and you're like, oh, okay, he's he's, he's an aggressive individual. He gets to people, but Jacoby's got experience in kickboxing as well. Yeah, he's so he ex-glory, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, he's, he's got he's got losses. He's got a few losses in his kickboxing career, but it's all experience. It'd be fascinating to see whether Kutalaba has looked back at the process behind the Anclea fight and whether he's learned anything from it, or he's just more mad that he's now lost. Two fights, and now he's even madder. He ain't looking back at his old fights. Yeah, I reckon he'll watch his own highlight reel, but there's no way he's watching any losses. I just don't see it. Yeah, I think Jacoby probably is a bit. He's just a bit. Yeah, he, mm. I, I, you, I mean, you know, you look at Kutalaba, and he's a bit. He's a bit of a same that same role. You know, he's the he's the the litmus mm. test. He's the. Uh, Can you get past a maniac? He's the semi permeable membrane. Yeah, nice. Yeah. I do remember some things from school. A little bit. Are we still recording, Jamie? Look at this. Uh, I'm yeah. not even about to leave my seat yet. Yeah, I know. It feels right. a bit strange. You don't get a little break where you walk around the room. <laughs> Co main event time. Yeah. Cobb Swanson against Giga Chikadze. Yeah. Ooh. Interesting, right? I wasn't because, the response I was expecting. Well, yeah. Sort of in my head, I had Chikadze was like fire he's yeah. coming out and he's gonna you know but he's took a little bit of an adjustment to to the level of competition hasn't he like he was you know yeah he's got a bit he's got a long history and glory in, in kickboxing stuff and you know he's seasoned in, in mm. kickboxing but i just feel like you know he's two split two splits and two decisions against i don't know whether it's fair to say sort of like stock ufc mm-hmm level fighters like mm-hmm. nothing particularly special and you know he hasn't finished them you know he's got a couple of decisions he t- obviously tore through like the Californian scene with the uh, gladiator challenge before before he came in but I just I sort of had in my head that he was a bit more of a superstar than he than he's than he is at the minute mm. and maybe you know as we said with Cobb it's He's one of those guys that you have to get past if you want to. You want to carry on, and maybe this is the turning point for him. If he can put something together here and beat Cobb, and Cobb is a very, very solid, very experienced fighter who plays that role very, very well, doesn't he? It's one of my favourites. Cobb is. 
yeah. always has been. You know, even back in his WEC days, he was just. You, you always he, he's he's in the same tribe as Eddie Wineland. Hmm. Like if if I'm given this the, his this kind of fighter and archetype name, they're gunslingers. Yeah, because they're wide stance. Their hands are down by their sides. It's like you fucking draw first. I'm yeah, gonna put go you down. It. It's like that kind of viable with all the skills. Time. Yeah. With anyone skills, that's yeah. got California is happy for anyone's got California tattoos is happy to street fight. Right. Like he is straight out of Grand Theft Auto, isn't he? Like palm trees on his body and yeah, you know, like he, he's yeah, got that he kind is, of vibe. Exactly you know? yeah. Whereas on the flip side, you've got Giga Chikadze, who's much more of a traditional kickboxing style. Yeah. But then his stance worries me a little bit. It's very short, Cobb. isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. he's not like and Cobb's Cobb, Cobb's a mixed bombs. martial artist. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? He he he's not he won't be scared of. You know, testing him standing and then just taking him down and, and grounding him, grounding him to to no. a finish. Well, this and this is where we get to see where where Chikadze's ground game is because obviously he has been working on it. Yeah. But Cub, Cub's got the experience and the wrestling to be able to ground this fight if he wants to. To you know, and and he's got he's got good ground and pound. He's striking transfers quite well to mm. the ground as well because he throws with the intention that he does. Mate, my, my concern is when Cub's pitching. Punches over the top. Whether that body kick is going to be available for Chikadze, because even if Cub might like Cub might be tempted to try and punch him when he's kicking, mm. and the trade off might not work out too mm. well for Cub. Like he might be, he Some might power in those kicks. Absolutely, yeah. and you know what it's like when you're fully extending into a punch, and it it you know just lands, but then someone clips you to the body as well. <laughs> like he he might knock. Like okay, here's a scenario. This is like imagine if this happens perfectly. I should be holding a newspaper up so people know this front right now. So Cubs in and out, bouncing in and out. His inside legs being worked, and that's starting to sting a little bit. And he thinks to himself, I'm going to put this right on Giga Chikadze's chin when he throws that next inside low kick. And as the low kick's coming, he pitches the right hand over the top and he gets and kicked to the body and he lands the punch. Chikadze goes down, but only because he's been knocked off balance at the same time. Cubs rising <laughs> around on the floor because he can't breathe. And Chikadze comes in and finishes yeah. him off with ground and pound. Well, we shall see, won't we? Did you see Daniel believable, though, right? Pineda? How big Daniel Pineda yes. came in last time against Corbin Cobb. Yes. Just didn't give a fuck. He was like, I do not care. Man came in at like almost middleweight. You look like. I tell you what, and I don't know this for sure because I've not looked. But if if I look at Cub Swanson's Wikipedia page right now, I bet he started as like a welterweight or something. <laughs> right. <And> just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, you know he didn't. He started as a he started as a lightweight. 2004 to 2006 yeah and has moved down six fight of the nights he's had yeah made some bank cobbers over the years I bet he has has. and he's you know he's a a legend he's like a cat you know like a uh, you know cowboy Cerrone kind of exactly fighter exactly same kind of generation same kind of respect yeah like respect like there's been no no one around no one around doesn't respect cowboy no one around doesn't respect Cobb Swanson do you know what I mean they're just of of that pedigree aren't they yeah you know, yeah. and the chances are not, neither of them are going to be the champ again. Well, it's not, not again, but they're not going to be the champ in the future. Mm-hmm. But they're a really important part of the of the machine, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. If, if you were sponsored by the original Tap Out, mm. you've been around. You've been around. Yeah, <laughs> you've been around. Before I've got a wicked. I've got a one-off jacket. It was a prototype Tap Out jacket. I'll have to I'll have to wear it on the show sometime. And it's proper Tap Out. You know mm. what I mean? Like it's like a black denim-looking jacket, and it's got tap out on all the buttons and it's got something about mask on the inside and a big tap out on the Wicked. back it's pretty cool I did love it at the time but you know now people will think I'm some kind of pro wrestling dog 
Um, is there anything wrong with pro wrestling? I want nothing against it. It's just kind of odd. But I think Cub will win it. <laughs> Sitting here with Diesel. Here. Plenty of pro They're wrestling. Owens. They're Owens. I think, think Cub's yeah, gonna do I think, it. Uh, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah. I like a prediction like that. Yeah, I think Cub's gonna do it. I'm not so sure. No. Too. I like Chikadze's too sharp. Striking. I think. I think he's been finding his feet in the octagon. I think the expectation's been so much, and it's just a it's just a different game MMA. You mm. know, you can be as good at kickboxing as you want, but like if you're fighting in in, a, in glory, you've got your, your rounds are three minutes, and the whole round is standing up, and you know for sure it's going to be standing up. And if at any point you end up on the floor for whatever reason, you're either going to get a standing eight count or get your gloves cleaned and you're back at it. Yeah, he's a body kick guy. And the inherent risk in throwing body kicks in MMA is that they get caught and you get ran to the ground. And when your ground game is not matching the level mm. of your striking, that risk is like, oh, do I really want to do this? And he just, he doesn't have the same kind of pep in his punches. You know, he has he has got good hands, but it's much more about the placement, the accuracy, than the bombs that Cub Swanson throws. Mm. Like he's got he's got natural power because of his intensity behind yeah. him. Whereas. Um, Throws California behind him. He th- yeah. The whole of California, <laughs> yeah. minus yeah. Uriah Faber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I think it's, I think it's a really, a really fun fight, and I'm so glad it's co-main event. Mm. Um, and and could be fight, then it could get his seventh fight yeah. of the night. I just, you know, I want, I want Giga Chikadze to do well. I want him to continue to progress. I just don't like it when he has to make his name off someone like a Cub Swanson. Yeah. And I feel, I feel like the stage is a bit set. For I that. want some of the glory axe kicks come back in. Let's see yeah. It. Again, though, the risks that it's yeah, like, you know, no, the axe kick comes down, it lands on you, you just go, whoa. <laughs> yeah. And then they're on the floor and in glory, yeah. they stand back up and in yeah, MMA, yeah. they're scrambling and defending their neck. All right, I'll go Cub, you go uh, Giga. No. I'm not picking against Cobb. I'm just saying it could happen. I'm just, I'm just saying that get a few you know, more splinters might might happen. A few more splinters. Stay on that fence. <laughs> <laughs> and that's good. That'll be a good co-main main event. I think it's it? going to be great. Yeah, and, and I think and the main event's a lot of fun as well. I've done a war in mine. Is that going up tonight? The, um, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, it won't be tonight though because this will be tomorrow. Oh shit! Yeah. So it's up so, now already. Yeah. <laughs> yeah go back and watch it. It premiered last night <laughs> or the night before, yeah. depending on how fast the edit is for this. So anyway, yeah, we'll see. Um, yeah, I mean, obviously, we know Dominic Reyes. We know we know what he's good at. We know how effective he's been in the UFC and where his limitations have of 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 you know have have been perhaps shown a little bit. On the flip side, Yuri Prohoshka is coming in. He's only had one fight in the UFC, and people don't really know a great deal about him. And what you'll see from his first fight, as you said, straight when you walked in, stays awkward, isn't he? He's awesome. <laughs> so he's all awkward. over the place. Yeah. He wasn't always like that, you know. Oh really? Like if you go back into into his earlier fights in Rising, like Rising Ten, hmm. like first of all, he's he's had more haircuts than me. Right. He's like all oh, his hair's always changing. Yeah. It's always something odd. But his style was a bit more calm and a bit more. He was almost always orthodox, and he he didn't switch his stances too much. I mean, he got he gets into like a flow attack where he's chasing people down, but now he seems to be far more conscious of switching his stance. Yeah. And he also seems to kick a lot more from southpaw as well. I couldn't work. I couldn't really work out whether it's really smart that he's he's found this uh, this awkward tempo and awkward rhythm that people are going to find hard to pull apart in the moment, and they're not going to be able to just. Not, are you doing with your hands? I'm just there's a pop it down here. <laughs> they're not going to have to pull apart. I'm pulling stuff apart. Is that what they're doing? Yeah, yeah. pulling something. Um, look. 
<laughs> Got him. Damn it! <laughs> it <was the> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, I can't. I can't work out whether it's like smart and the tempo and the and it's going to be difficult for people to uh, acutely work out, or it's a lot of work for work's sake. And I don't know whether you're actually doing. You know, you're not actually yeah. setting the traps you think you're setting here, and people are gonna like. For instance, Dominic Reyes might be able to just. Smashing one time with the left hand. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was my concern because, like, like if you look back into Prohoshka's career, it's not like he's come from nowhere. I mean, he's got a lot mm. of experience by comparison. Like twenty-seven and three, and he's his last four wins, three wins, sorry, have been UFC vets. Volkan Ozdemir is in his UFC debut, but then he also has got a win over CB Dolloway and Fabiano Maldonado, both mm. first round stoppages, like less than two minutes, and he was. Um, He's been in Rising for a while. So it's like, I mean, he, he fought, like, there's a guy on his record called Carl Albrechtson, who's a very good fighter, who really tested him. And he's also, you know, fighting in 10-minute rounds as well in yeah. Rising. So that first, that that fight against Albrechtson, he stopped him three seconds before the end of the first round, nine minutes, 57 seconds. Wow. And he got taken down and mauled and then had to ex- ex- explode out of bad positions and yeah. avoid submissions. And It was a bloody fight. But... I agree with what you're saying because his movement is very erratic and I don't think there's necessary, necessarily a plan to it. However, once he's got someone hurt or backing up, because of the way he moves naturally, he doesn't think about where he's, where he's putting his feet. Mm. Like there's, there's a clip I used on the war room where he goes from he, he goes from orthodox to switch into southpaw to follow them down. Then they cut across and he goes back to yeah. orthodox and then... Like that ability to switch stances without thinking about it allows him to focus entirely on the moving target of his opponent's chair yeah, and just be fluid yeah. within the stance. Yeah, but but yeah. because because it's it it almost seems instinctual when he's attacking. I think it's instinctual all the time, mm. and I think that that can be programmed. And and you know you look at Dominic Reyes against Chris Weidman or against uh, OSP, and he's got this real nice little kind of jog back Bam. power left. And slip and slip an uppercut. Yeah, and and he's and he, yeah exactly the uh, cannoneer fight. But he's also got a very powerful kick. And mm-hmm. if I'm if I'm someone that's bouncing around like if I if I'm facing someone that's bouncing around as much as that, my concern of throwing a straight punch and missing would would maybe override my confidence in actually throwing it. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you've got someone bouncing around, you can whack a low a, a kick yeah, at them. Not, the consequences aren't as high. Are not they? quite as high. And very damaging if you if you throw as they're zagging. Exactly. You know, you catch them moving into it. Yeah. Like I, I think yeah. he's I think his power and, and this is South Pole the Orthodox as well. Like I said, um Yuri Prohoshka does switch stance, but he tends to only switch to kick. Mm. Which is what I've, no- I've no- I mean. I've just noticed it quite consistently throughout his career. I really like Reyes. Mm. I really like. I thought he was. I thought he was really good against a John Jones. We briefly discussed earlier whether or not he won that or not. Um, I'd have to watch it back again. I mean, I remember. I remember watching I feel it. Like and- he took three rounds. Do you, yeah. do you feel like he took three rounds? But then, but then, if we, we talk- were there, weren't we? Yeah. yeah. yeah I but then, if we talk about before. it as outside of the rule set and and the constraints of the UFC, he was going to lose. 
a fight if they were just fighting like that was only going to go one way from there on in yeah like john incremented his output and you know got the job done yeah but um i, I you know under those rules I, f- I feel like he got three rounds yeah and i thought he was excellent against him do you know what i mean like john's the great john's the greatest yeah and i thought it was excellent against him <laughs> that's the thing though, and then he like, gets Jan next fight I know, yeah <laughs> like, but, but that but you know he's tough at the top he was expected to win that though yeah like people expected him to beat Jan, and and, and yeah. you know Jan just he was doing all right he, he was just, doing all right but Jan put on such a great performance yeah. and he, he opened him up with well, opened his guard up with kicks like mm. the, the bruising yeah. to his body was was bad. oh my god on the ribs yeah it's like there's like that it's like that much on the ribs wasn't it? Oh. yeah 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 Jan was you know but he was pretty special that night th- this this Prohoshka's a really difficult individual for him to face like Volkan Özdemir had all kinds of problems with him he just couldn't get a track on his movement he touched him a couple of times though and if Reyes touches him the amount that that he touched him, you know. It's but then, power I, there. Nah, maybe I, I don't know. As Volkan Özdemir is, he's always underestimated for power. Mm. But if you look at the people that he's knocked out at close range, yeah, like uh, knocked out uh, Misha Serkinov, like yeah. really, really short range punch. Was it Jimmy Manu as well? Jimmy Manu yeah. knocked out. You know, Ilya yeah, Latifi. True. true. He, he has got the big power. Dudes, he's, he's jumping. And, yeah, in. and Prohoshka's not. You know, he's not been stopped for. Well, 2012 was the last time he was stopped with strikes. And believe it or not, that was Boyan Velichkovich, who's actually a... Uh, he's a welterweight, isn't he, Velichkovich? He fought Darren Till. Uh, right. Velich, was the guy that Darren Till dropped with the elbow against the oh, fence. Okay, yeah, nice. So I don't I mean, I mean, nice. don't know what the situation with that was or what weight class that was at. Um, and he's and he's got a loss to um, um, Abdul Karim Edilov as well by Rene Kichoke. But then his last his last loss was against Mo Lowell. And I mean, and he'd, he'd already fought once on that night as well. We have to bear in mind he beat Vadim <laughs> Nemkov that night by retirement, who's the current oh, Bellator shit, yeah. champ. But that loss to Mola Well, yeah, yeah, it is. It was it, it was a good fight, but you know he was under pressure. He did enough damage to to force Nemkov to retire, but there was also a lot of exhaustion going on in there. The knockout against Mola Well, he ran onto a right hand, mm. and it, it, I could just I can see Reyes doing the same thing. But I, I think if he goes, ch- if Reyes goes chasing Prohoshka, then he's gonna, it's gonna be a difficult night for him because Prohoshka is just gonna move instinctively, however he needs to. So, so, okay, so he's so elu- he's so elusive and he's so unpredictable. What, what, what do you do? Do you just try and limit the limit the octagon as much as you can with your lateral movement, just to try and constrain his movement, or what else do you do? Do you disengage and try and engage on your terms only? I'm not sure. Like, I wouldn't know what the, I wouldn't know what the, what do you go in? What game plan do you go in with? Mm. Well, okay. So, so if I'm if I'm Dominic Reyes coming into this one, I'm looking at this guy who's on a win streak and he's got loads and loads of first round stoppages. Um, now Reyes knows he can stop people, but all mm. of Reyes' finishers are all in the first round. He has won by decision, but he's most effective in the first round, and he does seem to gas. You know, he does seem to slow down. He does seem to... Like, there is a limit to how much he can throw those power shots. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? This like, is three or five. This is five. Oh, is five. Yeah, yeah, of course. So that, that's that's my concern, is if he goes out and tries to, like... Coming off two losses, yeah. felt like he didn't do enough against John Jones, felt like uh, Jan got, got ahead of him, you know, without him putting his foot on the gas... Like he might start this fight fast and just miss. He mm. might spend a lot of time grappling and not really get anywhere with it. Mm. If if I'm him, I'm playing the veteran card, even though he's got a lot less experience. He's the UFC veteran. 
I would force Prohoshka to come to me. Because although Prohoshka's got very erratic movement when he's moving, when he's cutting you down, as soon as he decides to attack, he's coming straight at you. Mm. It's not until he's hit you with a shot and you're starting to reel that then his, his direction change becomes very good. So if I'm Reyes, I'm standing, I'm standing waiting, I'm allowing him to run on, I'm stepping off and I'm landing that left hand, I'm smashing the inside of his leg because he did have to take some time out for a surgery. Um, he did got weakened on his inside leg against uh, Mark Tanios. Um, so like there is a vulnerability there with that lead leg. And, and because he stands so long and so heavy on the lead leg, it's an obvious target for yeah. him. Like yeah. Southport to Orthodox, Reyes is all power side left. So he, you know, he can hammer that leg, hammer that leg, hammer the body, maybe set up a high kick, but he doesn't need to, he doesn't need to close him down and force him up against the fence because mm-hmm. he's going to be chasing him the majority of the time. Yeah. I think it'd be better for Reyes to allow Draw him, him onto to, him yeah. a little bit. And then, you know, worst case scenario, Yuri Prohoshka comes, comes over the top with a double jab right hand, which is his favorite push forward combination and a quick level change mm. and Reyes is underneath him and into his wrestling game. Yeah. And I, and I think once Reyes gets him on the floor, then I think he can control him and beat him up. Mm. Maybe not finish him, but can certainly control him and beat him up. I just think going and looking for it with someone that's as unorthodox as that, you, you walk onto things that you're not expecting. Yeah. Where the, the, the weakness in Prohoshka's game is that he's moving instinctively, so he's not necessarily thinking all the time about what he's doing. Interesting. Give him something to chase. Te- technical main event, you know what I mean? Mm. It's not it's not a gunslinger event, is it? It's not. Yeah. It's not. And and you know, the reason the UFC have set this up is because Prohoshka's got a damn good chance of beating Reyes and then they've got another big star in the light heavyweight division. Yeah. Quite easily could become the UFC light heavyweight champion. It's not like he doesn't have the skills. People underestimate him because he's an orthodox. Mm. But I mean he's he's wrecking guys. Where my where's my notepad? It's in the gym. Oh, he did get your walk in. Got to. You got your little episode walk. walk. It was just. I just want to make sure I got the number right. It was a a welterweight. Jeez, how did he make welterweight? Um, we can snip that bit out. You see, it's just gone. Just gone. (laughs) Didn't even exist. And I've now got a notepad. Um. That's behaved all, <laughs> all day. All I don't know. It's because I've just sat down with force, I think. Um, 27 wins, 24 knockouts, 23 first round. Yeah. 24 knockouts, two submissions. Mm. So his game's pretty clear just from the stats. He's got a triangle and a rear naked choke. He's on an 11 fight win streak. He's got 23 first round finishes, but three of those first round finishes were in a round which was 10 minutes long. Mm. So technically 20 first round, yeah. round finishes. Yeah. But good conditioning to fight hard for mm. 10 minutes. So, yeah. I mean, you'd say Reyes, you know, an avenue that Reyes could have is to take him into deep water, but he's, you know, Reyes struggles in deep water anyway. He has never fought past 15 minutes though. Yeah. I've looked all the way down his career. There's, there's one fight here yeah, against one, Mark one Tanios t- that's listed as five fives, but it wasn't. It was only two fives. Fighting a 10 minute round is like two and a half rounds though, isn't it? You know, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Depends who you're fighting. Without that gap in the middle. <sighs> Savagery. Yeah. So opposite sides of the table, are we? I don't know. It depends who you're picking. Yeah, I'm going Reyes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going Reyes. I, I'm, I'm, 
I'm leaning into an upset here just because of the experience that Prohoshka's got. Hmm. Very good, man. It's a good, yeah. good main event. I like it. It'd be the, the, what's unfortunate is that Prohoshka could suffer a loss here and it wouldn't really affect his stock too much. Hmm. And that would move Reyes back up towards Yeah, he's got a, a bit of adjustment time still, hasn't yeah. he? Whereas he might yeah. slip three in a, a row. Here. Rough man, see Reyes, bearing eye on how good he is and how well he's performed to go three losses in a row. Should, you'd yeah. think he'd get like one grace, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, Bear yeah. Oh, yeah. Four. For sure. Absolutely yeah. for sure. I mean, they gave me four losses yeah, in right. a row, and that was GSP and Condit was part of the reason for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because yeah, those top those top title fights almost don't count as a loss. Kind of, yeah. Like, Especially if you give a decent account of yourself, mm. which he, which he did against John Jones, obviously. Definitely. Definitely. Um, and yeah. he was, you know, he was with Jan. Mm. Yeah, I thought he was doing really well with Jan, but we forget though mm. he's only twelve and two. Yeah, like he's not had a lot of fights. Yeah, so you know, sometimes when I'm when I'm looking at a fighter out and I look at their record, I'm like, oh, 12 and two. I wonder where I was at at that that kind of. Like, where yeah, was I at fourteen fights? Leisure centers. Exactly. Yeah, like he's already fought John Jones. He came from American football, didn't he? He had high school wrestling and then went into American football for college, I believe. Yeah, he, he went undrafted, I think. So he was good enough to get to the draft, but then no one picked him up. Oh, yeah. That, that, almost rich yeah almost <laughs> now, now now people punch me in the face for mine yeah right <laughs> <laughs> all good all good, good. Is that, is that so are we, are we pick, are you definitely you're yeah, going for race yeah you're going for race I'm, I'm, I'm okay. a bit of a race fun to be honest okay. I'm gonna sit right in the face I'm, I'm just leaning slightly towards Prohoshka because I feel like he's on a streak and his confidence is up mm. but um, I don't mind either way I'm just excited for the fights Beautiful. Cool. All right. Done. Lovely. Thanks for watching. Catch you next time.